0: This is Offspin Offspin Media Friends proudly presents P.S. After I Love You An Offspin Original
1: Hi, welcome to another episode of P.S. After I Love You this time, I'm going to introduce you to the guy for whom, in a way, I'm doing this podcast. I know it sounds cheesy, but we're going to sit down together today and explore the learnings of the last four episodes and tell you how that has changed our lives. All right. So let's welcome Ram, the person I'm in love with and my life partner. Hi, Ram. Welcome to the podcast.
2: Hey, here. Um Thanks for having me here. I'm excited to be episode number five. <laughs> And uh, excited to be here.
1: Okay. You see how he called me here. That That's that's rare. I mean, I gave him a warning. No PDA on the podcast. And now mm. he's calling me by my name. So, yeah. That's yeah. weird. Yeah. But episode number five. So, before we start the podcast, I'm going to go into a rapid fire with you.
2: Go for it. I'm ready.
1: So, whoever is listening to this podcast, I have 10 questions that I'm going to ask Ram. Which, apparently, help you know your partner better. You too can ask your partner if you want. So here goes the first one. Uh, Hobbies, shared or separate? Shared. Pets, dogs or cats? Dogs. Vacations, beach or mountains? Both. Movies, comedy or drama? Both. Are you an introvert or an extrovert? Both. (laughs) Coffee or tea? Tea. Mo- oh no, I'm a coffee person. Oh my god, <laughs> morning or night? Morning. Oh no, I'm a night person. Whoever knows knows <laughs> that. Damn. Okay, city or countryside? Uh, city. I don't know you anymore. just <laughs> <I> disown you. <laughs> okay, fine. Books or movies? Uh,
2: uh, both. I can't. I cannot like, decide on that.
1: Okay. Uh, music. Pop or rock? Rock. Summer or winter? Mm, Winter. Okay, I'm just going with it. I'm pretty sure I've uh, crossed (laughs) 10 questions, but it's like, oh my (laughs) God. Like, uh, I've known you for so long and yet we are so different. And it's like, oh my Like, you're a chai person and you're a morning person. Why? Why? Why?
2: Well, we're not supposed to talk about work and habits. So, Hmm. morning is there. Uh, Chai is Mumbai. Like,
1: yeah. Okay, That's I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna stop. Right there.
2: I'm also one no, like no, three no, 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 no. Malayali. Okay,
1: okay. fine. Uh you can talk.
2: I'm hmm. done.
1: <laughs> okay, so this is what usually happens. Uh we keep talking, we keep overlapping each other and right from the beginning of our relationship up to until now, we've really worked on our communication where I've learned to listen more and he's learned to talk more. <laughs> okay, so when he said Chai is Mumbai, I'm just going to tell you guys that I am a Mumbaikar, a hardcore Mumbaikar, born and brought up in the city, like you know. Ram is in Bangalore, uh, 1,200 kilometers away. and
2: 1,103.
1: Okay, fine. So yeah. he loves being precise. That's also another thing. And we've been in a long distance relationship for about 8 months, uh, 8 to 9 months now. And... It's been tough. It's really been tough. But before we get into what our relationship is like, uh, I'm going to let Ram tell the story of how we met. And uh, it's a little filmy, but it's all true. Go for it Ram.
2: Well, um, we met in school. Uh, he yeah. and I yes. were... Uh,
1: in fifth grade.
2: Yeah in, yeah, in fifth grade. She had uh, joined the school I was like a part of since inception. Uh, yeah, we were like fourteen
1: uh, people in the class, right?
2: Yeah, but before that we were three. So um, <laughs> yeah. when when she came into my life, I was the happiest person. That's how we met. Her. But uh, I think uh, it wasn't until engineering my um, the moment, not the moment, but the period I left Mumbai that we somehow uh, got back in touch through Facebook Messenger.
1: Yeah, and, those days.
2: Uh, yeah. It's Crazy, I didn't use Facebook Messenger, it was just to like message heat, and um,
1: mm-hmm.
2: yeah, that's I how really it started. Say, oh,
1: so really oh,
2: <laughs> and it was 11 years of best friendship and 18, 19 years of like friendship that uh, we have right now.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, I think even now, uh, the baseline for us is that we are best friends and. No matter what, we never want to lose that. Uh, even as being so head over heels in love with each other after all these years.
2: Yeah, 100%. Uh, like that, that's definitely one of the uh, basic things that I uh, have always felt to be there and be her best friend above everything. And uh, I think uh, it was second, third year of engineering when... <laughs> uh, like, I confessed. Uh, very uh Oh, wait wait, wait, wait,
1: wait. I'm not... Okay. <laughs> that story I'm going to say. So, okay, um, cool. He didn't... Okay. When you know, uh, oh, when he confessed... You. When he confessed, it was literally Greek to me. He sent me a text message. This is the time of text messages when WhatsApp was alien to us. And Google was also not, not like handy. He sent me a gapose, which is Greek for I love you. And this is 2012. And I'm standing, uh, waiting for a local train uh, in the Mumbai heat and I'm wondering what the hell is that and of course I completely ignored that and I think at that point we, from that point onwards we were just pure friends. I mean a lot of people around us would wonder about our chemistry but even while being in relationships we were very clear and we never stepped out of line, Uh, we were the best friends ever but yeah that's the first time he told me and that was 2012, we are in 2023. And for eleven years, this guy has been true to his feelings. So I, I've been in awe of him for that. Why? Thank you. I think I'm going to I'm going to explain how. Now you must be wondering why we're together. Now what happened? So I think the first there were two trigger points for me. One was a very sad one, but uh, when Ram lost his mother last year, I flew down to Bangalore and uh, I went to the crematorium and I'm meeting his relatives for the first time and nobody knows me I'm in a city where I've never been before I have no friends there and this guy who's just lost his mom and is in such deep grief and stuck up with so many rituals made sure that all all of his relatives knew I was coming and that I was comfortable and taken care of like and didn't feel lonely and this that that really touched my heart but of course that was not uh, where we began. But that's, I think, that was a huge thing for me that, wow, this this guy deserves the world. And I think that's, and the loss of our loved ones is what brought us together.
2: It was like, uh, we were always uh, best friends, but there are these moments that uh, uh, maybe wake us up, not wake us up, uh, but uh, give us courage to uh, go forward and uh, those are extremely emotional moments, uh, especially if it's a long lasting friendship or uh, a whole environment or uh, boundaries, everything was set for so long that it's difficult to get out of those uh, uh, four like, walls of yeah, thinking and absolutely. that needs a lot of uh, kickstart yeah. in the heart.
1: And I think we were always scared to lose each other because we were rocks in each other's lives. And from what my experiences were, I was like, if we are in a relationship, we will not last and even like lose this friendship. But then I think in July, uh, end of July, I went on my first Europe trip Uh, and I Mm. went to a festival called BOOM where it was a completely different culture, new people. It opened my eyes, like the world could be like this too. And uh, despite having so many interesting things to uh, try and experience and uh, look at the world, all I kept thinking of was, why isn't Ram here? And I want him to be here and I want to share this with him. And I just kept thinking about him all the time. And that's when it started becoming clearer that... The only reason why I wasn't with him was fear and different kinds of fears, of course. And also that uh, maybe I'll lose my best friend and we just uh, completely canned our feelings for a really long time. But yeah, then I came back and it was just a full-fledged cheesy romance where uh, I took him to the hospital where I was born, like outside the hospital in Juhu. And I said, "I love you," and then life came a full circle for me,
2: and that was really, really sweet mm. and like moving <laughs> that I could be there. Uh, I think uh, if we get down to how everything happened and how everything developed, we would need more than an episode uh, or a life, yeah, okay, like we would need at least a a month <laughs> so
1: um yeah, for, absolutely. Yeah. So, Ram, I'll, uh, I will I want to ask you now, uh, and this is something I asked all the guests on this podcast. Uh, mm-hmm. From when you started this relationship and now, how have you changed as a person because of this relationship?
2: Well, uh, how I have changed is, I'll just explain how I was before uh, the uh, relationship. Uh, I was uh, more or less a closed off person, uh, with almost everybody in, um expression wasn't a mandatory uh, thing. And uh, I'd always be holding back on both expression and action. And uh, since this relationship uh, started, I've been able to trust and uh, fall into the relationship enough uh, so much that uh, I was able to express. And that's one of the most important things anyone has to have or feel in their life, not just in a relationship. They should be able to trust that they can express. Um, and yeah, that that was that's one of the main things. The other uh, one of the other main uh, aspects that changed in my life was uh, I was able to maybe stand up to my desires, like um, stand up to what I wanted. Yeah. And not let it be a, a, one of those things that I just chase. Yeah. Um, and uh, I didn't want that. I wanted to break that uh, uh, glass ceiling. And th- with with you, uh, it's, it's just been glass shattering uh, mm. moments where yeah. I could discover myself and also focus on how I could uh, better us and uh,
1: better you. Absolutely. Uh, for me, uh, you have always felt like the home I was looking for. And for a for someone who is a hippie or a gypsy at heart and I just want to travel the world and have more yeah. and more experiences and widen my universe, you being home or feeling like home is just a huge deal for me. So from from the beginning of the relationship where I've become more trusting, I've started understanding that There are different ways to love. I've obviously uh, put the fairy tales uh, in the dustbin and decided that I'm going to be uh, writing my own story. I've also strayed away from typical romantic uh, gestures. I don't need grand gestures anymore. I don't need uh, cheesy romance. I've also learned to uh, be more flexible, be more open and love like there's no tomorrow. I think that's how I love you
2: that just made me blush I'm sorry uh. <laughs> uh, I can't see that
1: uh, why I can't see that uh, okay <laughs> that brings us to an interesting turn long distance relationships suck and like there's no other way I would put that you're away from your partner and all you have is video calls and earphones and the amount of earphones I think I stopped using bluetooth earphones because I had to charge them so frequently because all, he ha- all we had was uh, calls and it's just about missing out on experiences you can uh, share with your partner and uh, traveling back and forth, uh, squeezing in weekends, uh, outings, trips. But still, it's always like it comes with a deadline, it comes with a countdown. And it's, it's heartbreaking uh, to not be with Ram 24 into 7. Um, uh, at first, I think Ram, I thought it was new relationship energy. There's a very interesting neurologist called Dr. Sid Warrior or Varrier who uh, says that NRE lasts for a few months for a few people. NRE is new relationship energy. But if you want to make it last, you need to have the right amount of unpredictability in your relationship. With us, we are just flying from Mumbai to mm-hmm. Bangalore, surprising each other half the time and spending most of our money on it. Uh, that, that, that factor, that unpredictability is still there and we still have that NRE or honeymoon phase.
2: Yeah, 100%. And I uh, I think relationships are, uh, by default, like are supposed to be about uh, bringing in the energy in each other's lives. And I don't think, I for one, I know you two uh, will not let that energy down uh, at all. So, yeah.
1: Yeah, I think, yeah, correct. So now, do you want to go through the four episodes and talk about them? What you learned from it, how that, how we implemented those learnings in our relationship?
2: Yeah, one hundred percent. Yes.
1: Sure. So the first episode uh, by Shali and Rohit. Huh. So I think the biggest thing that struck out for me uh, was how she uh, went for two months into the mountains and travelled. While he was okay with that completely, how yeah, that they crazy. said. Yeah, and how they said it was okay to miss the other person and it's not necessary to be together every for everything and every time that doesn't mean you're growing in different directions um, and you know how she said that you have to know why you're together and what you want and then even if you grow in different directions it doesn't matter
2: yeah um, like how, how cool how uh supportive of each other's individuality was a real, uh, I mean, it was really great to hear and that was maybe like one of the biggest uh, learnings from that episode for me because uh, I agree with that too, like it's, it may just be healthy to uh, miss the other person. It doesn't necessarily have anything to do with uh, going into the mountains. But um, I mean, the feeling of missing your loved one, uh, I mean, that that does, it seems like a strangely healthy thing once in a while.
1: Yeah, so I think missing you has brought us together. Like both of us missing each other has brought us really close.
2: Yeah, 100%. And I think that also fuels our uh, surprise Factors like uh, dropping down. I've been shocked more than you've been shocked. But hey, I'm I'm better uh, at
1: surprises than you. Okay.
2: For now, Uh, but (laughs) yeah, that that energy is. uh, I think the missing factor is also included in the new relationship energy uh, kind of thing, and that's not going. uh, That's why it's in my head healthy. so yeah, that w- that first episode was amazing. Um, how uh, how they met, how they uh, went down to brass tacks, I guess, and how they developed each other's individuality while like, being together. So yeah, first episode was like rocking.
1: One of the other things that uh, Rohit said on the podcast was, and a few other people also messaged me saying how that was mind-boggling for them, that we always think of two people, uh, think of two people as two lines, and we expect them, those two lines to be uh, starting from two different points and coming together. Like relationships are to coming to come together, mm. and they start intersecting. But two lines will intersect and go in different directions, if you imagine it visually. But if you think of two lines that are running parallelly, who are doing things together and apart, uh, the question of go- going away doesn't even come. Like I know it's a very graphical uh, and logical answer to uh, relationships and growing apart but I think it was really mind-blowing for me yeah
2: um, the well to like add on that graphically uh, two parallel lines can be on the same wavelength and plane literally so uh, that doesn't mean they're going they stay apart or uh, they need to intersect to be together but they can vibe and be on the same wavelength as and on the same plane. Um, so yeah, thanks for the uh, geometry <laughs> uh, recap here.
1: <laughs> I think another thing that they said uh, was how without fail they went on walks. How they had this Friday breakfast sessions, Friday morning breakfast sessions. And that was their you know no matter what happened they would keep doing that and i think those tiny rituals are really important and i think that's what i learned from that episode and a few other episodes too because everyone i spoke to yeah. had their own rituals and it was pretty pretty amazing for me
2: yeah rituals are not routine they're uh, they're special in their own way and yeah, uh, yeah what do you think our rituals they have a are? binding. our rituals hmm our rituals are
1: uh, traveling together
2: uh, yeah it's more uh, right now one hundred percent it's it circles around uh, planning together yeah uh,
1: planning together uh, we both love excel sheets and google sheets
2: yeah this is like like, pre pre uh, us kind of thing since we were uh, best friends we would be like uber uh, hyped about opening an excel sheet uh, and uh, figuring out our pit stops. And I think that's been our ritual since quite some time. Yeah, yeah. planning together is definitely something that shows us, I think, a roadmap of our lives that are going, that's going on, whether it's like a travel plan or a finance plan or uh, anything. Um,
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Also, I think um, having ice cream together
2: Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we both yeah, have a sweet tooth. You have a bigger yeah. sweet tooth.
1: but yeah. Yes, definitely. And coffee, the black coffee sessions. Um, he said he's a chai person, but he has black coffee with me. He has black coffee with sugar. I think another one of our rituals which I'm now identifying is random acts of kindness. When we're together, you'll just find us uh, helping someone or the other in a really small way. But we'll just like look at each other and nod, and we'll know what we want to do. Uh, whether yeah. it's someone on the road, someone we know, someone we have to teach how to use the computer or send a book to to like empower her because she doesn't know better. I mean, it's just yeah. so wide. Like,
2: uh, yeah.
1: I think but it's also listening to music together. Uh,
2: oh, 100%. And watching uh, yeah. movies together, and dancing <laughs> Watch together. Watch parties. <laughs> Yeah,
1: Yeah. like not, okay, when we say dancing together, we don't mean romantic dancing at all. It's just lungi dance that Mumbai guys are, you see the ones, (laughs) band Baja Baja, Baja. (laughs) we just uh, keep doing that, yeah. But um, I think another thing that has become another ritual is you also have started processing things out loud instead of processing it on your own. Like I need to process everything out loud, so I need to sit down and talk to you, but you too have started doing that and while just talking to each other we immediately start finding solutions to our problems instead of journaling i think i've started talking to ram uh, which is pretty cool
2: 100 uh, strangely it it seems like uh, our talking conversations are rituals in its own way so
1: um... yeah i think those are our episode 1 learnings Episode 2, the one with Nidhi Sharma, the uh, therapist, I mean, that was uh, mind boggling. Mind boggling, yeah. Blowing. I don't have the right words. Uh, yeah. What did you learn from it? What were your key learnings?
2: My main learning was definitely uh, redefined love. Um, yeah. The perspective of it, uh, the necessity, uh, and. Those were def- 100% my the, like, mind-boggling learnings for me. So uh,
1: yeah. yeah. I think, yeah, that too. But my key learning wasn't that. My key learning, and I've been stuck on it for a really long time, and that helped me grow, was that every person has a different love language. Hmm. And then she said at the end of the episode to read the book uh, by, I think, Gary Chapman, who says there are five love languages. And I'm going to name them out for you. Uh, So words of affirmation, quality time, receiving gifts, acts of service, and physical touch. These are the five love languages. So in the beginning, I would find myself uh, hurt sometimes if my love language was not reciprocated the same way. I used to go gaga about reciprocation. Then I understood if my love language is... Rece- giving gifts or gifting Yours was acts of service Or words of affirmation If mine was quality time Yours was physical touch Like I think uh, it's like so different And that's what solved A lot of things for me Because I lo- my perspective changed And I learned to look at What you were already doing for me Instead of just being blocked By a vision or expectation Of what I wanted as A, B, C when love is never A B C. Love is A to Z or even beyond Z. So I think that was my biggest learning. And of course, redefining love, romance, romance mm. kya, subkap, definition. There's no fixed definition. I think yeah. that was pretty pretty crazy about trust, about emotional bonding. And somehow her episode just keeps taking me back to uh the spit in Dears in the Ghee where There's a scene where Alia Bhatt asks uh, Shah Rukh Khan. And he says, you can't put the burden of everything on one relationship. With someone, someone can be a good coffee partner. Someone can be a good gossip partner. Someone is just good to go on trips with. Uh, Someone is great to cry with. So putting the burden of every kind of relationship on your life partner is just too much. And that's what opened my eyes.
2: When she spoke about cheating... That was also a real, uh, uh, real perspective on it, that uh, it, it's not limited to uh, physical intimacy, it's also, it goes into, um, if we lose trust or we place trust in another person, um, that also is equally hurtful along the same lines, as a quantifying factor, uh, so that was also pretty uh, eye opening.
1: then, uh, I think moving on to episode three, uh, Guru and Shruti. Mm. Yeah. Uh, there was a, a very unique love story. And there were two things for me that I took away from it. One, there is no set pattern to a relationship. You don't need to have a honeymoon phase. You don't need to date. You don't need to have uh, those moments. Uh, and it's not necessary that your life is and you cannot do things. I mean, for Shruti, her life changed drastically and it only began... Uh, after marriage for Guru he entered into a different world completely that opened him up and all thanks to Shruti for that Yeah. so that was one thing and the second thing and which I've been asking a lot of people was how they resolve their conflicts mm. um, like understanding everybody has a different uh, behavior to resolve conflicts like she said uh, she likes to resolve it then and there but Guru likes a little bit of space and would like to come back to it later Yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: so we yeah. also
2: so i think, I think yeah. so, like uh, we we also found that in that episode that um not all like arranged marriages the stereotype are is very uh, different and it really depends on yeah. how the two people connect um and uh, how it develops from there yeah
1: uh, so yeah absolutely yeah, yeah. I think uh, in the beginning of our relationship I made the mistake of letting you just intuitively understand because I thought you know it's a, like uh, it's a stupid thinking that he should know what I want uh, and in conflicts I just expected you to expected you to just know what to do and read my mind and uh, not consciously but that was an error I was making but after listening to their podcast I understand that I have to clearly communicate what I want you to do. I mean, of course, over the period of time, we both have become very intuitive to each other's needs yeah, and synced to our energies. Yeah. But yeah, I think uh, I, I can't expect you to read my mind. Of course, uh, so, it's, uh, I
2: can't expect the same thing, right? Uh, if yeah, uh, something's yeah. up, um, that episode really brought out how you have to bring it up, uh, speak it out yeah. on the table uh, so that we discover uh, what we need on the go. And uh, yeah, absolutely. it's all about uh, making mistakes and like being uh, brave enough to address them and speak it loudly. So, uh, yeah. yeah, that's yeah. one definite uh, lesson learned from yeah. uh, taking from uh, Guru and Shruti's episode, which is episode 3. Uh,
1: I want to give a pat on our backs uh, for one thing. We've always been... Uh, Like we can tell each other anything And that comes from I think 18 years of friendship But we have that comfort space That I can come and say anything to you And you can tell me anything So that has really worked for us And there's no gaslighting uh, ever Like if I have gone to you And told you this is not working for me And this is how I feel uh, You don't jump into defensive mode And say but I didn't do this But I didn't do that For you what's important is how I'm feeling And that's the truth And you helped me through it uh, even if you're not really at 100% fault as I may make it appear at that moment.
2: Yeah, I mean, uh, uh, yeah, uh, it's, it is it uh, is like in the end about uh, how we address each other's feelings. And that's what uh, keeps people and together. I also liked how uh, we've always been able to uh, take it. Like uh, whatever we needed to speak about uh, we could speak it uh, immediately and like you said no gaslighting and uh, no um, and two people uh, in a relationship definitely need to have that uh, the uh, comfort to speak to each other uh, the way they want to uh, and no need to curb your words and like uh, dodge this dodge that kind of thing.
1: Yeah. So... Yeah. I think uh, another thing that Guru said at the, uh, towards the end of that episode was about how they decided not to have kids. Mm. And their decision became very clear only after they tuned out any third or fourth person who had opinions about their relationship. And that was uh, something that stuck with me. Because uh, it's been tough with us, like, uh, because of certain... Reservations from families like, uh, like I have a different, completely different upbringing, which is pretty cool. And my family has been very accepting. Uh, yours, on the other hand, was uh, not in the beginning. And there were like five other voices who were saying things about our relationship, which was just about us, right? It was about what we wanted to do. And we didn't really hurt anybody.
2: Yeah. Uh-huh.
1: But yeah, but when Guru said it's about tuning everybody else out. And it's about what you want. I think I've become stronger. And there is no need to please everyone. There is no need to get accepted by everyone. Uh, you are enough. And, yeah,
2: when uh, when there's an unconventional uh, uh, relationship, it's definitely uh, going to be important yeah. that uh, the important stuff uh, about uh, that happen, like the important things between us are decisions we need to take. And... Uh, yeah what guru said there was that if like if you've you the both of uh, the two people in the relationship or the people in the relationship make the decision together nothing else matters um, everything else has to fall into place uh, in the other for for people who are affected i guess
1: yeah yeah and you've stood up for me uh, multiple times and which is what uh, matters as well to stand up for your partner I think that's something I've not heard so far in any of the uh, episodes I've recorded mm-hmm. but to have each other's back support each other and I think you are my biggest cheerleader mm-hmm. I mean so many days I would every day I think almost I would hear great things from you that really helps my confidence and for a, for an overthinker it's not easy to be in a relationship with an overthinker like me so all of that really helps and I know that you'll always have my back which is rare and um, like uh, I think that's really working out for us
2: yeah like um, I also know you have my back like I don't even need to think about it uh, sometimes Uh, like uh, the decisions I've taken and I've had the courage to take is because I knew I could uh, make those decisions without fear uh, that I would be alone in the struggle so um, yeah. yeah these things
1: absolutely yeah from their episode I think I've uh, also understood that you have to embrace your differences and you know cherish them and I think at the beginning of our relationship you used to call you used to call what we are was like yin and yang yeah and we named a bluetooth it, device have have after the, that yeah. <laughs> yeah it's still called yin yeah. and yang <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. but uh, yeah you don't have to be the same you can have different interests and you can still complement each other so The uh, the next episode, uh, episode 4, mm-hmm. which Shreya and Varusha, yeah. was I think by far uh, one episode that helped me understand there are no tick boxes, there are no boxes, and relationships don't have a set definition. Exactly. Yeah. One thing that I took away from it was how they bonded emotionally rather than physically, and the first bond was emotional. And... Uh, I think that's that's pretty brilliant because we've only bonded through so many conversations, or mo- a lot of them have been uh, yeah. digital. Yeah. But emotional. All uh, the same. There was a similar, yeah, there was a similarity in their relationship was in the lockdown is uh, when they started dating, and all they had was video calls mm. until they finally met. So, yeah, sometimes all we have is video yeah. calls uh, until we figure out a better way. But. Yeah, uh, that was one thing. Uh, what, 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 what was it for you in that episode? That
2: episode was really about how they were... Uh, uh, the circumstances they had to manage were really uh, uh, like full of pressure, I guess. But they managed to stick uh, to uh, their uh, yes. hearts uh, despite what yeah. they went through. And uh, that takes a lot of energy, uh, guts um, and love uh without uh, that basic love they they wouldn't have uh found the energy to uh, go through it video or, or or anything so their story was really really brave um, and that episode i yeah. think was and the uh, yeah. one yeah. the episode that started uh, with the covid uh, like paradigm yeah. shift
1: I think we've also have had to be brave, and like them, we've also come closer through loss, grief, yeah. Uh, yeah. a lot of ups and downs in life that have happened in the last eight to nine months. Uh, just sail through it instead of abandoning each yeah. other. My God, yes. That and yeah, I think another interesting that stood out for me was how Shreya said she was uh, a polyamorous. Mm-hmm and warisha was completely at peace uh, with it how she wasn't insecure uh, even if that was in the past and how she trusted her how uh, it was it was just mind blowing for me i could see the importance of trust and that above all what matters is what you feel for that person and that was that was really great Another thing is, and I found that very cute, was how they have two kittens they call their babies and they have a little family of their own. They're living together. And like they have a whole world that they've created from scratch for themselves. And building that in a relationship takes a lot of work. So that was very inspiring for me.
2: It was. It was really inspiring. It also... uh, opened our eyes with respect to how it's being treated uh, in this society on um, like number of partners and everything like if you have trust like you said uh, and if you have uh, uh, if you're open with each other uh, Nidhi's uh, reference of cheating doesn't even come into play right? Uh, If uh, two people are as different as North Pole, South Pole um, uh, it doesn't matter if we trust each other two people trust each other and uh, we can and talk to each other and have that courage to talk to each yeah. other so yeah.
1: yeah okay so that brings us to the end of this episode thank you ram for being on this i'm going to have you again but before you go i think uh, it's time for us to give out three do's and don'ts that we think uh, that would make a relationship work i've been asking this to everyone So whatever you remember you've taken away from the episodes what do you think uh, three tips or three do's and don'ts whatever that comes to your mind
2: Well uh, one uh, the three do's would be to uh, one would be to not feel uh, afraid of expressing the second would be uh, to uh, trust your partner and the third would be to uh, uh, feel ready to work on uh, issues if, whenever they pop up with uh, your partner and not alone. Yeah. And three don'ts would be one, uh, don't take shit um, for things you have believed in uh, or uh, you have invested in. With your partner don't take shit from the anyone else like anyone about your relationship uh, another would be uh, don't confine yourself uh, uh, to the problems you have right now like uh, their life will always have challenges and uh, you should take that in spirit um, because there's always improvement and the third don't would be don't stop uh, believing in love uh, wherever you are, whenever you are, uh, and however you yeah. are. What about you? What are your three do's and don'ts?
1: Mm, three don'ts, I would start with. Uh, three don'ts that I think I've learned is one, don't uh, assume that your partner knows mm. everything, don't assume them to mind read. Two, don't go into the relationship with the mindset that this is how relationships are or how romance is. And three, don't go into a relationship with past baggage and compare your partner with your exes. Or assume that if something happened once, it can happen again. Three do's uh, would be, one, identify your partner's love language. So it's easier for you to see what they're doing for you and there's less hurt and your expectations are aligned. Two, make sure you have at least one hour every day. Uh, I know times are busy and everything, but one hour every day to talk to your partner. I don't mean that you just do small talk. I mean, real talk. How was your day? How do they feel? Knowing how your partner feels at all times is important. How do? What do they think? What happened in their day? Especially if you're in a long distance relationship like we are in. And three, set your own rules for your relationship. Nobody should come and tell you what to do, what not to do. What works for you is great. You can't please everyone. So find out what is working for you and keep doing that. I think these would be my three do's and don'ts.
2: Tranjali, I feel your answers were be way better than mine. So <laughs> I. Don't compare. <laughs> Fourth, don't. Okay.
1: <laughs> cool. <laughs> but yeah, like this was this was fun. Mm-hmm. I think it really helped us. Uh, our one hour of conversation was through this podcast today, so this was pretty pretty cool. I really like uh, having yeah, you on. I
2: love to be here, and really, uh, it feels like an honor. <laughs> so
1: yeah. Ooh. Okay. Big words. <laughs> P.S. it must be very difficult for Ram to not be cheesy on the podcast and not do any video. Excruciating. Yeah. yeah, We should give him kudos for that. But thank you. But thank you Ram for being on this podcast. We'll see you soon again. Thank you. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. So that was a chatty episode uh, of P.S. After I Love You that gives you an insight of how these podcasts can be implemented in real life. We might not be the best examples of a couple or uh, we might just be in learning. But Like us, I'm sure there are a lot of other listeners who want to figure out how to make this work. And I hope you enjoyed our conversation. Please tune in to the next episode of PS After I Love You next Thursday. Until then, goodbye.
0: This podcast is live pretty much everywhere. On Spotify, on Amazon Music, on Apple Podcasts, on Audible, on Ghana, on Savan, on Wink, and pretty much any other podcasting platform we could think of. Share it with a friend that you think just has to listen to this podcast. And if you don't mind, give the Offspin team a like, maybe a subscribe on their Instagram page. Keep listening to Offspin content and keep listening. You just heard P.S. After I Love You. An Offspin original created and hosted by Heer Khan. Post-production by Arif Chagla, Rajesh Ravi, Anand Krishnan, Sandeep Banerjee, Krishank Das, and Harshleen Israni. This is Offspring.